Well, hello there. It's Michael Basham here chiming in after doing quite a few collaborations today. Omega Man, Strange O'Clock, dealing with tall gray aliens, alien abduction phenomena, and having our guests just speak at length. And also on Omega Man, getting to share a lot of scriptures. But now I would like to talk to you directly, my friends, my good, dear friends, great ones of the spirit. I would like to lift up my friend Stefan in prayer for what he has endured in his abduction experiences. The images seared into my brain currently like a Halloween movie, an alien movie, of the horror of night terrors and sleep paralysis and just what aliens do when they come into your life and so my dear friend Stefan needs your prayers so please send him some angels but here as I, I drive home I just thought I would share some share some throps share some throops my brain's kind of fried as I drive through these twisty roads in the smoky mountains of what we're actually doing here spirit force warriors i had a chance to update the website and make it a little bit more clean i removed some of the the news items the date setting because i don't have time to update it very much so it's like oh wow you haven't updated your website in two months well there's new content being posted through the links all the time i just don't have time to actually log into the html and deal with that but You'll see there that we have a link directly to Strange O'Clock and the 12 Foundation Stones and many other things. So I'm happy to report that that is now online. Hallelujah. But much bigger is the fact that we are in this incredible spiritual war. And as I stare at the stars, which are so bright, even through my window that needs to be cleaned, I see the the just glistening balls of fire countless distances away and Mars and the moon and you just think about the reality of of reality like how we've been given a false reality and now with social media even worse and, and these technologies which the phone that I hold in my hand I use for good but I could even be sucked into the interactions and comments and then be sucked into other things and just waste a lot of time. Well, we need to focus in on on what God is doing and reading the Bible more than reading people's little poo-poo comments and things on the socials. Realizing that the Word of God is really what they want to distract us away from. Eventually, they want to make the Bible completely illegal. But rather than doing that, they made people so distracted with Trump and other things. Which, by the way, I just got an account on Truth Social and uh, posted a link to that on, on faithbucks.com. So I am there. But even Trump himself being a, a big distraction. So... We're going to get into some of the things that I think are more important than what the world says in a moment.
So heaven is the place of destiny. Revelation 21 and 22, Jesus told us in the Revelation, the final book in the Bible, that we would have an incredible, beautiful destiny, a city in the sky coming down, the beautiful river of life, but nothing shall enter into it. None of this putrid, garbagey nastiness will ever be able to enter into the glorious new Jerusalem of God. That is what we want to focus on more than horrible images of demonic alien abductions. I mean, I laugh because it's so terrible to think about. Heaven is a place of destiny, a place of liberty, a place of innocence, a return to the beauty of what God has made us to really be. And what the enemy wants us to focus on is is the darkness and the evil and the despair of a fallen world. He wants us to be so tied down into the the nasty and the the sadness and the 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 decrepit just ridiculous levels of crap which we're about to go into next levels guys you think that pedophilia and you think that stolen elections is bad well wait till you see what they have prepared for those that have no hope that have given themselves into the dark side there is a next level crappiness for lack of a better word that they have prepared we have to become so opposite of that and what does heaven look like what does God have prepared for us that is what I hope to delve into tonight on my on my late night ramblings hallelujah so I had a chance to talk with Sharon Croft, who was very close to Derek Prince, daughter of Jim Croft, will hopefully have her on the show very soon. And she asked me, what, what should we talk about? And I said, well, the vision that I have right now is for Revelation 21 and 22, the vision of the New Jerusalem of heaven coming down to be our primary focus as the world descends into wickedness and truth is cast down in the streets and the Antichrist shows up and he 
speaks great, swelling, blasphemous words against the Creator God. And he is mobilizing his forces. He has been for a long time underground. But now we're seeing the the cusp of really what that all was about. The, the people who know their God shall be strong. The people who know their God, they shall perform great exploits. So do you know God or do you just know how to repeat the Bible and you know you I went to Bible school once a long time ago do you have a day in and day out walk with God to where something really annoying can happen in your life let alone traumatic but even just the annoying day to day things like oh darn it I forgot my keys at home when I was driving to the office I mean I've had a lot of annoying things happen to me every day and God is looking at how you handle those annoying things not the fact that you have annoying things in your life but how do you handle them do you fly into a fit of rage are you able to handle because when we are going to ascend into the the fullness of who God is what he has prepared for us the new Jerusalem and I I don't only focus on the descriptions of the New Jerusalem, although we can go into the the beauty of this incredible interstellar city and the reality of such a place full of joy, full of light, full of love, full of innocence full of the cherishing of children not the destruction of children that when we enter into such a place that God is going to give us access to limitless technology of heaven. I mean, you look at what they're doing right now with the the fallen angel starships and the teleportation and the the mind wars and the spiritual warfare of the enemy. I mean, the enemy has technology, but God's technology is so far beyond. We have barely begun to scrape the surface of that. Jesus said, I have many more things to share with you, but you cannot bear them now. Wow, I wonder what those things were, Jesus. Well, are you able to handle the Bible? Are you able to bear the things in the Bible? Well, then maybe, yeah, maybe you're going to be given the other things. But most likely, if you're like most of us, we're so taken by the AI that it's hard to even like fit in a little bit of Bible into your life. And so then the, the further revelations of God also do not come into your consciousness. Like you're not able to handle the Bible. So Jesus says, well, okay, you're not able to handle the other things. What are the other things? Well, I'm struggling to find a place to, to share those other things because I've encountered a lot of those other things. I think that God has things for us levels of joy and happiness and fun and humor that just mind has not perceived these other things that God has in store for those who love him but we have the mind of Christ so if you are willing to enter into the mind of Christ then he might just give you a glimpse into those other things how do you encounter those other things well you've got to lay aside your own ways and lay aside your own life and lay aside 
the things that you're thinking about right now, like, oh, I got to get a new thing. So you're staring at your phone at Facebook Marketplace or whatever garbage. When he has something so far beyond, we are given to our own ways. And God allows you to go in and, and get sucked into your own devices because he's a non-invasive God for the most part. He doesn't force you to think his thoughts and to, to know his ways. You have to be like Enoch who laid aside his own life and started to seek God to the extent that God took him. And he started in increments. Enoch did not just cut himself off from the world. He started with like one day a year and then two days a year and then one day a month and then one day a week and pretty soon two days a week and pretty soon six days a week and then pretty soon he just spent you know 29 days of the month with God and then pretty soon he spent 364 days a year with God he would come out and the whole world would gather to see when Enoch came out of his place of hiding. Um, I just updated faithbucks.com to include Neville Johnson's talks that I'm grabbing from YouTube because they're being shut down. And I've interviewed his son, and Neville Johnson's family is very liberal with how they share Neville's content. And let's just leave it at this. Neville Johnson would rarely give give a sermon the last years of his life he was just like yep I'm good I'm okay just being being Neville you know staying in Australia and he would make videos and he had his own online ministry the Academy of Light but he really didn't need he didn't care about the fandom and he was pretty controversial so he would just stay kind of hidden and the reason I found out about Neville was that I was, oh my gosh, the stars are so bright outside. Wow. Woo, hallelujah. There's a reason that we're talking on this beautiful night. I'm going a little bit off course tonight, driving interesting roads. But Neville Johnson really was the Enoch of our time. I would say Ian Clayton also. And I was talking a lot about Ian Clayton back in the day. And that's how I met a lot of my friends, actually, was just the one guy, like, commenting on Ian's teachings, which still, Ian's still going. You know, he's still got his teachings. Go join his Patreon. But um, Ian Clayton, man, I mean, that guy really blasts it. He's, he is the domineering force of character when he speaks, when he steps into a room. He is very, very very outspoken and very powerful somebody found my videos and said hey you know you, you're an Ian f fan well you should check out Neville Johnson this is back in 2013 so ever since then I've been defaulting to Neville Johnson when I need to recharge my batteries when I feel like I've been somewhat overcome in some area of my life by the darkness I would just go to Neville Johnson and find that he held the keys of peace while navigating the deep things of God and he would always come back down to spending time in the Bible 
and reading the word until you would feel the Holy Spirit talking to you and then closing your Bible and just letting God take you somewhere. So just a beautiful man, a beautiful, wonderful, peaceful spirit of God, Enoch style, Neville Johnson. Now Neville has passed and his son carries on his ministry in many ways, but um, you can't really replace these guys. You know, Don Basham passed and his family, although they were diligent to preserve a lot of his teachings and books and things, they were just trying to survive. My parents, my grandparents, uh, Alice Basham and my aunts and uncles. and There was no Don Basham Ministries that was set up. It wasn't really like that. It, no, there was no like Derek Prince level uh, established thing. It was just a giant chaotic war of survival. And I was born into that. Like John Connor. Like, you've been trying to kill my family. You know, I know I'm... I'm raised with some kind of destiny and, and you're listening to the grandson of Don Basham. I'm not tooting my own horn here. I'm saying that you guys listening to me, that you, you're taking time out of your life. There's a million other things you'd be listening to. Well, we are carrying on the torches of many, many leaders and many warriors. Some living, some disappeared into the ether. Some, you know, watching from heaven and just enjoying the the fullness of joy in the presence of God. Praise God. We, however, are still on this earth, on the prison planet, this place designed to imagine, if you will, an interstellar foe, the fallen cherub, Lucifer, the highest level being in heaven under the God of all creation. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's somebody that kind of knows a little bit about how it all works and he has been wrecking havoc across the worlds across the stars across the the known universes and the multiverse or whatever you want to call it and somehow some way there was this plan to somehow entrap Lucifer and the idea of the Garden of Eden on the planet Earth was developed. This is my fiction, but it, it kind of fits. Um, the idea of let's let's get this guy, let's lure him down to this place where he is going to think that he has his chance to destroy God's plan of the ultimate hierarchical replacement of the angels being mankind the sons of God made a little bit lower than the angels so of course Lucifer the highest angel was very jealous of that and lured one third of heaven to join him so they've been doing all kinds of shenanigans like raging across the universe initiating the Star Wars think of something like Darth Vader running around hunting down anybody he can and it's not quite that bad, but it's definitely a it's definitely a nuisance to have one third of heaven rebel and and cause all kinds of havoc. That is definitely a nuisance. How to deal with that without a total like burning down the entire universe? Well, perhaps there was hatched in the heart of the Most High and the Creator 
Elohim, the councils of the Most High, that we would create the earth and not so long ago, uh, only 6,000 years ago, plant a garden east of Eden. And it mentions these rivers and it mentions kind of like, oh, there's this good gold there. Like it, it kind of had history already. But that's another point. And that they would place within the garden the tree of eternal life, the tree of life, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which really came down to like your genetics entering into a an understanding of the fact that there is the ability to rebel against the most high and other things to a very wicked extent. I mean, look what mankind is capable of or capable of great evil, but also good. So it's a very interesting story, this dilemma of humankind. And in the midst of that garden, like there's enough going on, but add to that, there's the serpent who has legs, who is mobile, who tricks God's son, God's image born or created from the dust of the earth, but really in the image of God. So it's a pretty big deal. It's a very revolutionary thing. The angels are freaking out. It's like, wait, Adam is made out of the dust of the earth like that's pretty low level like we're not that we're we're spirits like God maketh his ministers spirits we are like flames in the sky we're like the stars like what's with this earth stuff what's with like boring drab you know dusty Adam I don't like dusty Adam I want to I want to be greater than Adam I'm I'm going to trick Adam so Lucifer or the fallen cherub Satan is there mobile with his legs. You know, he's able to get around and he tricks Eve and then Eve tricks Adam and whatever. I mean, the whole thing is history, but look at the curse that is brought on. Like, okay, Adam is going to die now. Well, Lucifer's like, yes, I got him and Eve, but the curse on Lucifer is, well, now you are going to eat the dust of the earth all the days of your life. So you've lost your mobility. Basically, Lucifer is chained to the earth. Lucifer is stuck here. All right. To some extent, I don't know what, you know, mobility he has to somewhat project himself across the stars again. But if you're putting up with me in my little fantasy here which is absolute bible so it might not be fantasy but it's nobody else talks about this really peter kling talked about it a little bit so i'm not totally original but we're in this amazing amazing ancient war of the angels and now god has managed to trap this his his former top-notch guy via the temptation of Lucifer to, to take down humanity, he's stuck here with us. We're locked in battle. We're locked in this amazing prison planet. Jesus shows up, gives us eternal life. Boom. That problem solved. Still a lot to 
a lot of legal things to, to finish out. I mean, we don't really know, but I mean, God knows there's legal, there's legal terms of the universe and somehow Satan was given the keys of the planet when Adam failed, but he's also stuck here. You understand? So, so the serpent isn't just like slithering around. That's why we have snakes now. I think there's more to it than that. I think that this is all about a giant ancient spirit war between the the forces of God and the devil. And that our part to play here, the reason why humanity is also going to be celebrated across the universe as the liberators, is that this fallen cherub has wrecked havoc in ancient times. It's, it's not just a yesterday thing. We weren't just born yesterday. Well, we were. We was. We was born yesterday. But Satan and his archangels and his, his cabal, all of his fallen beings, and, and then add into that and factor in the, the things that happen with the fallen angels in the book of Enoch, that is all coming to a final head in our generation. That is why they're working so hard to get us chained to the locks of darkness, to the dark lock, as my friend Jeremiah calls it, to to a like the worst kind of possible death ever. The loss of your soul. You don't realize how precious and how valuable your soul is if you don't know the power of God and what he has for you. Anyway, I got a roll, man. I got more things to share than I can fit in one podcast here. But God has more for us, and this interstellar, interspiritual war has only just begun. Although it is a very ancient war. It's the prison planet, not just for us, guys. Lucifer will be bound in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. For the whole millennium, while we learn how to rule and reign with Christ. Hallelujah. God bless y'all. Michael Basham here signing out.